Summer Jam Through the Year Season 2 is brought to you by Up Top Music Group. Check out Oh Boy by Jazz Gasoline featuring Mayno. Uh, Dope boy. Uh. Streets is cold, can't trust a soul boy. Do not play though. Mayno with me, he gripping pole boy. Huh? Yeah, when you whip this dope, gotta cook it slow boy. Huh? Feel like Kim and these Jewels, they like old boy, old boy. I've been in my bad, they like you go boy. Yeah, I feel like sucks all this glow boy. Yeah, yeah. Fell in love with that block, now I'm a dope boy. Yeah, yeah. Fell in love with that guap, accent old boy. Hot 97 Summer Jam 2013 Performing live Chris Brown Wu-Tang Clan Kendrick Lamar Wale Miguel Two James Fabulous. ASAP Rocky. French Montana. And Joe Button. Sunday, June 2nd at MetLife Stadium. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster, baby. Some Jam is such a moment, it's such a big stage. Some Jam is just one of those staples in hip hop. Hot 97 Summer Jam. To be somebody, you gotta be on that Hot 97 Summer Jam stage. Hot 97 Summer Jam. One of the most overwhelming experiences of my life. Summer Jam means so much to me. Always going to see all our favorite artists. Everybody on that big Summer Jam stage. You never know what you might see at Summer Jam. Welcome to Summer Jam Through the Years. I'm your host, Laura Stiles. My co-host on Ebro in the Morning, Ebro, was in charge of Summer Jam for many years, including 2013. So on this episode, the Ebro in the Morning team, meaning me, Ebro, and Rosenberg, are going to walk you through Summer Jam 20 with all the behind-the-scenes tea. It's Ebro in the Morning with Laura Stiles and Rosenberg. Yo, we got to talk about 2013 Summer Jam. Now that we're here, uh, another Summer Jam. UBS Arena, June 4th. Uh, you can get in the building. We got to talk back in the day talk. 2013. Y'all remember that 2013. year? 2013. Yes. You don't remember, Laura. That was Kendrick. Ooh. That was uh, Wu-Tang. Well, the, it was the Kendrick, it, to be specific, it was the Kendrick headlining appearance. Basically, yes. he was last. Yeah. And the year before, he, is, he was on the festival stage. And that was Wu-Tang 20th anniversary mm-hmm. of 36 Chambers. That's we right. had the whole Wu-Tang. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But two chains was there. Chris Brown, Wale. Do you guys ever get pissed about how much we've done at Summer Jam that has been amazing for hip hop that we don't get credit for or people forget? Does that piss you off or is it just is it just like uh, it's common because humans forget important things? I, I have All too many them. things that I my head is too full with things that I'm pissed off about people not giving me credit for. So <laughs> I try to end it. But let's just focus on Summer Jam. Right. That's why I don't have time to get to Summer Jam. I've got so many other problems. Uh, Summer Jam. Like, fuck them if they don't even remember. Yeah, I mean, Summer Jam, has, it is it is recognized as, like, such but, an iconic But, like, people thing. don't know that we celebrated Wu-Tang's 20th anniversary of 36 Oh, Chambers. you mean the very hip-hop The hip-hop same things. time we had Kendrick Lamar on stage. Right. The same time that in the at the festival. Who was on the festival lineup? The Action Bronson was in the festival. Joey Badass, Bodega Bam, Smoke Dizza. Who else? Uh, ASAP Ferg. Ferg. Troy Ave. Wow. Kid Inc. That's yes. major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, and that's this. the that's the stage. That's like the the stage before the the stadium stage. That Correct. happens earlier in the day. Right. Then we go in the venue, and then you have Mariah Carey coming out. 
uh, like I said, Wu-Tang, Kendrick Lamar, Fab, 2 Chains brings out Nicki Minaj. That which was the year after the big fallout with Nicki. Right. So there's some very awkward photos of me and Nicki from that day. <laughs> and, and they're only awkward because I'm making an awkward face. It actually was a sincere moment. It's funny. I remember the pictures went around and people were like, oh, you forced her to take a picture with you, you herb. We actually had a really nice sort of moment at Summer Jam, but the picture, I do look like a goofball, so what can I say? That's funny. But yeah, she, she, she came back. She just did one song. I remember she was pretty like... She was kind of emotional about coming back and sort of nervous about getting back on stage. <clears throat> Excuse me. After everything that had happened the year before. And you and I had that interview with her on Memorial Day to sort of finally smooth things over. Is that when she was roasting you? Yeah, that's when she basically turned me into a human meme and just absolutely <laughs> served me hot flames. And I took it like the little <laughs> bitch man that I was. Uh, but I did the right thing. Had to get it done. You got you to gotta do, do the work. I mean, you had your opportunity to fry her for uh, Starships. I, I'd already you done had the a public fry. platform frying right. her song. Right. Which she came back around uh, recently, many years later, and said the song was trash also. Yeah, yeah she didn't, I didn't get a note from her, but I did see that she said it. Um, so yeah, She no, didn't send you an email and say, yeah, you was right. You were right. Yo, sucked. I'm sorry that uh, you got ro- I had to sit there and roast you to your face so bad and talk all kinds of... Uh, race, gender, things that I was just like, I didn't even think about it this way. I was on the festival stage, not remembering we were streaming, not remembering anything. All I did was get up and do my regular spiel, which is hype up underground crowds, right? So as part of the hyping up the underground crowd, I dissed what was the most mainstream song at the time. When I get back to the stage and Evro goes, yo, did you say something about Nikki?" And I'm like, I literally, this is the biggest moment of my career pretty much. I literally didn't remember it. I'm like, uh, oh, I did say something. He's like, yeah, you know, it was streaming on her website. I was like, oh. So that's how the whole thing started. Fucking idiot. <laughs> exactly. So then, and then what happened afterwards was hip hop and playing and posturing and all those things. But I am sorry that things went as left as they did. And I never had ill feelings about you as a human being ever. That was never, and I never would ever have dissed you in any personal way ever beyond my sort of distaste for that song. That's cool. It's water under the bridge. Do you mean that? Yeah. I mean, it's so long ago. I can't, I can't even act like I care anymore. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. But I, I appreciate you guys having me. And I did have conversations with more barbs during the first three months of that incident. Then, yeah, they don't like you at all. No. There's they, no coming back from that. Yeah. They hate you. They're, what can we? There's nothing that can be done. Yo, listen to me. Them 19, 17, 15-year-old barbs will never forgive you until they're 25. <laughs> at which point, they might. <laughs> yeah, I was getting some mean. There were some tweets that were rough, but I, I survived. Yeah, you know, this is the thing. Like, in hindsight, I should have just come and, like, I, I mean, I told you about this. I should have just did the show. Because um, I've never allowed anyone to, no matter what I've gone through personally or whatever, professionally, I've never allowed that to make me let my fans down. And even if it wasn't a Nicki Minaj fan, just a fan in general, somebody that was there that paid to see the show, I think in hindsight I should have just was, I should have just came out because it's my hometown especially. And, uh, you know, they shouldn't have been brought into whatever we were going through. And so I wish I would have come out and did the show. And I apologize for not coming out and doing the show because 
they had nothing to do with mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that was like my whole thing when I thought about it. I was like, a whole bunch of people were punished for something that they knew nothing about, right. something that they couldn't control. And um, there really was no way for me to make it up. So I kind of I felt really, really bad for the whole, you know, just for the whole situation. But um, you know what? Like, I get it. Like, that's what you do. I guess to me, I just don't know your resume. You know what I'm saying? So I never found you funny. I never found you entertaining. I never found you smart. I just found you annoying because, you know, I grew up in New York. Well, I've grown up on Hot 97, like, you know what I'm saying? And I've, I know, I know Angie and I know Flex and Mr. C and all these people. And whether they like me or whether or not we get along, I just know their resume. So it's, that's why it was so easy for me to pick up the phone and talk to Flex and be like, what the fuck are you talking about, you know? But like with you, I was just like, who are you? To me, you don't have enough of a resume to make those comments but you know you did and it is what it is um for whatever reason our paths were meant to cross like that so well, it's over well also i will say this it makes sense that you wouldn't really know me or mess with me because in the period in which i was coming up here you were blowing up and kind of gone mm -hmm. but i will tell you that i've been in radio for 16 years I dreamt of being a Hot 97 since I was a kid. We're, we're I guess, generally this, roughly the same age, in the same age range. And I dreamed of being on Hot and having my role the same way you dreamed of being played on Hot. Right. And honestly, like, I would never put on some front that I had a Wait, hold on. I get to help Nicki Minaj with her jacket. You continue. Even right. you are so extra right now. So, but I do appreciate it. It is a tight jacket. It does need a little bit of... Please, you are not being... There you go. All right. I can... I oh. definitely can... Undress a woman. This is something I can do. Oh. Ebro is so oh, extra today. Oh, Thank God. you. So, yes. while I certainly wouldn't expect you to know what I've done, I will tell you this. And I haven't had a tough life, but in the hip-hop game, I had no connects. I started from ground zero, dreamed of being of doing Mornings Hot, mm -hmm. grew up on Flex, visiting from D.C., because that's where I'm from, and busted my ass to get here. And then when I got here, I did the underground show. I do a Sunday night underground show. So I had reached out to you at first, and we had like even connected, I think, on Gchat or whoever was controlling your email at the time at the beginning about supporting you when you were doing the early stuff. And that's my pedigree. That's the stuff that I do. I put on a lot of artists, a lot of artists I've broken that are up-and-comers. And I generally, I, lo I love hip-hop. So I speak out about things I don't like. So when an artist who I consider to be as important a hip-hop artist as there is in the game today, made a record that I deemed to be totally something that I didn't, and I understand we have different opinions on it, something that I viewed as not good for hip-hop. It wasn't something that I was trying to like go at you personally about. Like KRS made, KRS made Step Into a World remix featuring Diddy. Like you were people, mad about that. And I was mad. In 97, <laughs> I was mad at the time. I was upset. I don't hate KRS for it. You know what I'm saying? It was a moment that I didn't like. But that's me as Joe Backpacker number one. You know what I'm saying? But so I, let, let's. I, I like everybody's resumes and the backstories and everything. That's great, and I think we're making progress. But you guys are clean now. This is good. Move on from here. Well, right? she did just bury me. Talk, she didn't bury. Talk about it but anymore. I think I think what she's saying is, look, I really didn't know you, so that's right. why I took offense to it. Not like I don't know you, and don't funny, think you matter. Not smart. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I just didn't know who. I didn't know what your character was. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what you represented in the on this station. Wait, let I, me ask you a question. You know what I mean? Had you? Did you even actually hear or see any of the video or audio yourself? No. 
Never, not once. Never, not once. I swear to God, I never. So thought. all of your disdain or attitude towards the scenario was based on people giving you information. Correct. Wow. So you do realize that never, not once, no one on this AM show program had anything negative to say about you as a person or or Evil, even your music. But that that I hate when you say that though because. Anything you say about me or my music or is what, personal to exactly. you. See, and that's, the, I think, the disconnect for us is because so much of the music we love, right? And here comes a song and we're like, eh, we don't like this song. We don't think that's a personal attack. And I think that's sometimes a misunderstanding on our part, right? Like, we don't... No, no, but, but I, I want to see, that's what another thing I need to clear up. I don't give a rat's ass if people don't like starships. You know what I mean? Starship By sold, the way, people do like Starship. It's Starship sold 7 right. million copies worldwide. That means 7 <laughs> million motherfuckers like And how about Starships. this? He likes Starships. He was just, his feelings was hurt when you made Starships. And that's, and that's fine. And, and I would feel like that too. I mean, but you, but you got to do what's good for you. But, I, but you also have to remember that I am not your typical rapper. I am not your typical person. I just I just did the biggest TV show in America for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Like you guys but I appreciate the fact that you see me as an MC because that's what I do and that's who I am. People try not to give me my credit, but I really do this. You know what I'm saying? So I understand like when I step out and do a pop song it's like, "Damn, Nick, really?" Like, you know what I mean? A, a lot of people are disappointed by that, and I totally get it. I don't I don't judge you. I'm not mad at people if they don't like it, but I wanted to experiment. My whole career has been just like just a almost just like a playing field for me to try new things. I never put a limit on myself. And I don't like when, especially black women, put a limit on what they can do. Mm. You should be able to try whatever the hell you want to try as long as you keep in your integrity. Like, I, I liked the song. I loved Super Bass. We weren't, Super Bass wasn't even supposed to be a single. Mm -mm. Like, that was on the deluxe album. It's not my fault that it, that, you know, came out. People loved it. Four million sold in America. It's like... Sometimes you do things, and it's so funny because even like right now, like I was thinking, you know how if I really wanted to right now, I could go back in and make another pop song like that to sell all this stuff. And I'm choosing not to do it. You know what I mean? I'm choosing to get back to my essence and just feed the core hip-hop fan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like... we need you in a bad, bad and way. And I feel like I need, I need, I need this... Because it's just it's just a more powerful platform for me. You wouldn't say it's also mostly like as the little girl grew up in Queens, mostly where your heart is from is in this. Absolutely. I mean, even when I'm on stage performing my rap songs, it's more organic, it's more authentic. You know what I mean? Because that's where that's how I everybody knows my story. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't have anything. I grew up. I really grew up here. Like this was all I knew. You know. So I tell my story, and obviously, you know, but, but I still grew up loving Cindy Lauper and Madonna. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Of so, course, so did I. So it's not like. I, I think it's our fault in hip hop, and I'm the worst one, right? Where we put these boundaries on what hip hop can be, what it should be, what it could be. And I think I do it, I can't speak for everyone, but I do it from a place of I know what this music means to the young person who is 
doesn't have a voice, right? And this was the music of the young person that didn't have a voice. So all of a sudden when it becomes commoditized and mainstream and all of these things that don't reflect those humble beginnings, mm -hmm. right? I start to be like, oh my God, we're losing it. We're losing it because I've seen it happen to music genres I mean, a hundred times. There it is happens evidence, all the time. There, and there is evidence that things are happening now. Ironically, I wouldn't say Starships is one of those things in hindsight. I think there are other things that are much that make me much more nervous about where the culture is going than a pop song that came out. You know what I'm saying? But I, well, I be, And also because in the moment where you made Starships, you had these other things like Bees in the Trap and these other things where you was like, yo, I still do this hip-hop shit. Right. Where we was all like, yo. <sighs> because the lack of a female MC in hip-hop is a travesty. Well, let's be, what I'm saying? let's be honest. Let's let's keep it real. In the history of this game, and this is why, again, like why I held you to such a high standard. Not that my opinion matters, but for me, is that in the history of this game, if you look at it in terms of sales, reach, and actually touching people, there's Nicki Minaj and Lauren. I love it. I love Light, Shantae, everyone all the way back. But in terms of a actual reach. global reach, right, right, right. it's you and Lauren. And let's be real, Lauren, God bless her, did. A Fuji's album that made a difference and one solo album that made a difference. You've already passed that. So you are an iconic female rap artist. So it's not surprising that you create major conversation if you switch directions in any way. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's a, and that's a lot. That's a heavy crown. I'm not going to lie. There hasn't been someone well, else who's gotten close. I could see the burden in her face. Like the burden was like, Jesus Christ, Rosenberg. <laughs> it's Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. You know, you've heard the story about Nicki Minaj's Summer Jam, but we moved on. Now Nicki's back on Summer Jam. That's my homegirl anyway. She was just mad at Rosenberg. Bitches ain't shit and they ain't saying nothing. A But in the end, she came back the next year. She came out with two chains. It was a pretty fire moment. That was a great moment. Also, we had J. Cole pop out on Wale's set, and that was French Montana and Friends. And the friends were uh, uh, Wayne, Ross. Oof. Great friends to have. Uh, was Future there that year? Did I have Future I backstage that so. year? I don't know if I have Future that year, but I do know um, it was a storm because we always have a little storm situation. I yeah. mean, we're not this year. UBS Arena, baby. Yeah, we got a roof on that bitch. Yeah. Rain all day. It's all good. Summer Jam Through the Years Season 2 is brought to you by Uptop Music Group. Check out Rich by Uptop Artist Jez Gasoline. Uh, I got some cash, I take it, bitch. I'm living fast, I'm taking risks. Yeah, she had a blast, she think I'm rich. That classy is so, look how she get. Because of the pool, baby, get in. She sick of her ass, she doing checks. 1942, look how she get. She in the mood, she wants some dick. She moving hot, she on shit. Yeah, you can stop calling niggas clip. Uh, there was a storm coming that was like lightning. It was like one of those end of the world type New York City thunderstorms. Right, right, right. And they were like, listen, we got to get everyone out of here in the next 15 to 30 minutes. This storm is coming. And I was like, listen, I have an amazing set plan for Summer Jam. It's going to got to happen because they're here. 
I just need five minutes. And I have to convince French to shorten all his songs to just go straight special guest, special guest, special guest. So Wayne hits the stage. Ross, I believe, hits the stage. Uh, I forget who else was there, man. But you needed him to cut five minutes overall. I needed him to cut five. Well, no, I think he had 20 minutes or 30 minutes. I needed him to cut, like, the whole set down to five minutes. Got it. So that we could get him on stage and then still have enough time to get people out of the venue. So we got French in the building, and here comes the weather services telling us that there's a lightning storm on the way, an electrical storm. So it's about to get real. Ebro, Ebro. I got a problem that I'm gonna need everybody's help with. I have Lil Wayne standing in the hallway. I have Rick Ross and 50 people on that side. And I got French Montana and 50 people ready to go on stage. And I'm about to cut their set. So they're not going to be happy. Can they go for five minutes? I can try, but... Tell them five minutes and then we're gonna cut it because there's a huge storm coming. Okay. But it's not gonna go well. Cut this guy and then tell him go for five minutes. Two minutes. Gavin, listen. This guy runs the building. They have a lightning storm coming. The state troopers and the weather people are shutting down the building and evacuating the building. You need to bring Ross out now and Wayne out now. They're going to shut it off. Then we need to bring Wayne up the ramp. Because he's on this song. Bring him now. What? Get me to the DJ booth. Leave safely and slowly, but there's about to be a serious storm and we need people to go to their cars safely and slowly. Soon and I'll point to you, just watch. Lightning is coming. Yeah. There are a couple of things to address, but it was all good. Listen, I was, we pulled some shit out of our ass. Literally, the show ends, people are going home, and it rained like Noah's Ark. Yeah, it was crazy oh out there. Oh, my God. It was wild. Lightning, flooding. Like, it was uh, crazy. No, it rained the way it can only rain on Summer Jam. If you're a New Yorker, <laughs> you know. Like, it's Summer Jam rain. You remember um, <sighs> Carl Thomas? Yeah. Summer Jam rain? No, it was just Summer Rain, but uh, I appreciate the reference. Thank you. Um, but no, nah, it was it was a uh, it was a great I think also that was the year Papoose got pulled. Oh boy. Club. Papoose was the headline of Summer Jam. Oh my god. That was a huge moment. And and everyone always wonders, was it planned? Did he just pull a little mama? Like what happened? I still don't know what happened. I saw it happen. Kendrick handed the mic to Papoose. It was out of respect. Now, remember, yeah. that that Kendrick-Pap relationship goes way back because of Case Slay. Right. It's the Case Slay top dog relationship right. that is the Kendrick-Papoose relationship. And so, yeah, Pap, I think, my feeling was Pap came out on stage. And once Kendrick saw him out of respect, no. handed no, him no, the no, mic. No. Papoose was off, he was just up there. Okay. Kendrick was done. Was walking out Handed Papoose the mic. Papoose then walked out, and the song started. They were this was prepared. This wasn't like, a, oh, hey, I see my boy. I'm gonna give him the mic. No. It wasn't. No. But so you, like the DJ had a Papoose record ready. That's to how go? music started playing. Like, hey, so were you in on this? No, I didn't know anything about it. I just didn't stop it. Got it. Well, because I, mean, I needed been... the extra time anyway. Well, yeah, that because I needed to clean out the backstage. You know, because there's always that transitional time. So I was like, you know what? If he keeps it short, let him rock. It's Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Papoose? 
Yeah, Rosenberg knew he didn't tell nobody. Well, it was was my was my thing. I was I was happy Pap was getting a look. Yeah, right. I was. Somebody, a couple other people knew, too. Who, who, who else? Who, who else? Sife found out shortly before. Yo, Rosenberg. Yo. Who, who, else, who else knew? Who else knew? Yeah, that was performing. Oh, uh, no, I found, I, Ebro knows this. I found out from Kendrick's manager, obviously. Kendrick Lamar was scheduled to bring me out on the stage. That's why I came on the stage. So now, Pap, tell everyone the story, though. There's a backstory to you and Kendrick Lamar that a lot of people don't know about. I knew Kendrick Lamar before he even got on. You know what I'm saying? I, I brought him and his crew out to Brooklyn. I took him to Brownsville. I took him to Bed-Stuy. Because you, you had to understand they're from the West Coast. Right. So they never really been in the streets in New York. So yep. I, I brought him through Brooklyn, brought him through all the hoods. And also, I brought him out on the stage before, him and J-Rap. You know what I'm saying? Those are my homies. So shout out to Kendrick Lamar, Top Dog, and all of them. Yo, you know my G, I looked up. I was like, wait a minute. There's five minutes left. All right, let me go get French and everybody ready. I turn around, I hear Papoose on stage. I run out like, what the fuck? Yo, Ebro, you heard what KRS-One said, right? What said? Man, keep on making it. Brooklyn, keep on taking it. <laughs> Yo, listen. Yo, I'm going to tell you something, though. Yo, the funniest shit, though, is I always at Summer Jam have to remind myself that if I wasn't on this side, I'd be on that side. It's so hip-hop to get on stage and just get your moment and go for it. Yep. But my nigga, I was in the minute, I was looking at the clock like, wait, maybe this was planned. Kendrick still has three minutes on his set time. Papoose, did he give him? I was like, I, should I cut him off? Like, I, fuck it, man. Papoose, yeah, nah, he, Papoose he, just rocked Summer Jam. Me. Go look at the footage. He introduced me. Papoose just rocked Summer Jam. The talk, <laughs> the talk of Twitter and the internet is Papoose, is that Wu-Tang and 2 Chains opened up and Kendrick opened up for Papoose. That was the headline of it. We needed some real hip-hop. Yo, yo, Papoose just Lil Mama Summer Jam. Nah, nah, don't do that, man. Don't do that. But, Pap, Pap, I do have a question for you. Why do one of your newest songs for that moment? Because that's what you you come on the stage to do, to break new music. Nah, B, you got to do the hits, man. Let me finish. Let me finish. We got to break New York artists, man. We got to break New York. That's what got to happen. So that's why I'm going to use the platform to break my new record instead of doing the old record. Listen. That don't make no sense. Maybe nah, you could have set it off with Bucky Naked. Yeah, and then man. Went you got to warm joint. people up to something first. Yeah, nah, man. They, yo, man. They love me out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Pap, Pap, you stop it right now. Them people was out there confused. <laughs> they love me, man. They love me in this city, bro, man. Yeah, let, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. So, High 97, you know what I'm saying, control Summer Jam, right? Yeah. That's y'all event. So if I, if I wasn't supposed to be on stage, why they ain't pull the plug? Nah, I wasn't going to do that to you, my G. <laughs> you know I wasn't going to do that to you. Because you know, Ebro. But. Because you know. Because I know what? What time it is? What time is it? Time for Brooklyn. I mean, don't make it a challenge. Kendrick Lamar, man. Kendrick Lamar. Don't make, don't make it a challenge. But when I saw him out there in the moment, I still needed five minutes to get the next thing together anyway. <laughs> and you knew it was up. Wh- which is what? Oh. I'm just trying Listen, to get you Pat, mad. I'm just trying to get Pat, you mad. I would like you to give advice to any up-and-coming rappers out there because the next person that do that, I'm yanking it. Hey, yo. All upcoming artists, man. 
If you see an opportunity, see the money. Go for yours. Ah, yo, it's so hip hop though. Well, fuck that. I'm pulling the plug. Yo, that's what Boogie Down Productions did, man. That was my idol. Yo, yo, go back to sleep, man. Stop yo, causing man, trouble. Man. Have a good day. Hey, 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 bro, you gotta play that record, bro. That Work. Thing. All right, All right y'all. yo. Next time I'm pulling the plug. Stop it. Never. Yeah, because people that were like, why is Papoose up there with Kendrick Lamar? They didn't understand. It felt random at the time, yes. It felt random. Shouts oh, to Pap. Man. Shouts to Pap. Yeah, no, it was a great time. 2013 was the year. Uh, and this year, make sure you get your tickets. Ticketmaster, man. We're going to be out there setting another legendary year. You know, this is the this this year, 2023, is the year of the woman in hip-hop. Yes. Yeah, think about it. Ice Spice, Lola Brooke, mm-hmm. right? Glorilla. That's right. Coyle Ray. Coyle Ray's mm-hmm. having a moment. And then you know what Cardi B is. I mean, talk about it. So they're all at Summer Jam Plus. Very exciting. You got other people from the city because we were heavily focused on New York City. Lil TJ, he's got a record with Ice Spice. You got French Montana. Fact he's up. one of the luminaries in the town. And to celebrate 50 years of hip hop, the locks. Why not bring them on stage? And you know what Love their it. and friends situation could be. Oh, <laughs> crazy. That concludes this episode of Summer Jam Through the Years. Special thanks to Ebro Rosenberg, Nicki Minaj, and Papoose for being part of the show, as well as our producer, Jason Peters. The final episode of Season 2 comes out the Thursday after Summer Jam on June 8th. Make sure to get your Summer Jam tickets for June 4th at UBS Arena to witness history. It's Ebro in the Morning with Laura Stiles and Rosenberg. This episode of Summer Jam Through the Years was brought to you by Uptop Music Group. Check out No Sleep by Uptop artist Jez Gasoline. No sleep. Look, I'm feeling pain from a sick cold. A lot happens since I started rapping. Tell me why you switch for. Everybody said they riding, but I see them throwing like fish balls. Everybody screaming free and they need them, but what did they send, bro? Addicted to pistols, it's issues. I'm hanging that shit out the window. My people in prison, I miss them. They call it, tell me, take your shit, bro. He probably stressing, I sent him a message, these bitches ain't shit, bro We got so much to talk about, I'm trying to get it for this click, though For this shit click Baby moms on some other shit Doing you wrong, trying to rub it in And you gang banging on some color shit Wildlife, I know this will come with it Mama love on some back